1559 probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and we'll just flat out ugly. But we're not going to do that this week. With your favorite tag team partners, me, Stir the Pro. It's Miller. We're just going to talk wrestling for the most part. End of the year shit. Um, yeah, I know. We ain't really been. Get off my nuts. We're here. We're giving you a podcast now. So it's going to be good. Miller. Um, you got any news or rumors? Wrestling well, I wasn't gonna match do to new- watch for. I wasn't gonna do news or rumors or match to watch for. I was actually just gonna kind of on the positive lane of things. Um, <laughs> give my thoughts on Brody Lee. Um, I'm sure everybody knows Brody Lee passed away. You know, since the last time that we did um, the, our last forever. episode. But right, Sorry. he lives lives forever. Um, Brody, me personally as a fan. I met Brody Lee once, and then it always will stick with me um, because I remember meeting him after a match he had at Dragon Gate, and it was in Chicago, and all the wrestlers were shaking hands as customary um, with a lot of indie shows. It was for Dragon Gate USA, and I remember being impressed by him because he could move for how big he was, and then you I remember me. shaking his hand. Yeah, I like my big guys. Well, I'm gonna get move. there, and then you know when he shook my hand, I was like, man, that dude got a strong handshake. So I remember that. Didn't think anything of it, but it's something I always remember. I was like, man, he squeezed the hell out of my hand. It was a firm handshake, you know. Um, Fast forward, and me and you, I think we, you know, if you go back to a lot of RBU episodes where we talked about underutilized talent, at the top of that list was always Luke Harper, you know, Brody Lee, um, because of what he could do. And I remember when he was signed, and I was going crazy, like, oh, my God, he's going to... Like, this dude, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling yeah, y'all. Yeah, you was on Luke Harper. Because I always was like, man, there's something about him. The way yeah, he could yeah, wrestle in Chikara. Yeah. You know what I mean? But beyond all that, I think the biggest takeaway I have is it's very, very um, rare in wrestling where it's a consistent, this guy was an awesome dude. There wasn't one person who could say, well, this one time. Not a one. Everybody was hurt. Well, this one time when I met Brody Lee. (laughs) (laughs) And so to see that. That's dope. And it being a rarity in wrestling where everybody's like, this dude was a good dude. And you hear story after story where you're like, wow. And if you think about it, that's just what people want to tell. You feel me? Because even um, Dax Harwood uh, from FTR shared that. You know, Brody and his wife were there for him when they had a miscarriage that they didn't even talk. Him and his wife had a miscarriage that they didn't even talk about with other people except for him. Um, he was the witness at Sasha Banks and um, Kim Mikazi's wedding. He was, Which was a shame because it should have been me. <laughs> he was the... Um, Not the witness. This guy. <laughs> he, was, um, he was the first person to hold... Uh, first outside person other than... Jason Jordan and his wife to hold Jason Jordan's son. He was there with Big E when, um, you know, all the civil rights stuff was happening in the summer and cried with him, was just there for his friend. Like, you can't mm-hmm. re- redo these kind of things. And it just, it, and for all those people, it made me think back. Like, I know my friends will have good things to say about me, and that's awesome. But it what makes you think, like, everybody, and I think yeah. Stu Grayson said it, everybody should just try to be a little more like Brody Lee. Just a little bit. Because if you look at all the people he touched, even with AEW, there's people he didn't even know that well that were like, yo, just being around that dude made it better. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that, though. Because you know what? Look, this this will go right to what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that was Hulk Hogan. Look, you come out, you want to... You think motherfuckers are really... You think these young wrestlers... Right, it, it was, it was so a, out of touch and unaware yeah. of what's really going yeah. on, bro. It, like, there was an article that came out. Hulk Hogan uh, obviously did some type of interview or whatever, and he just said that he felt like the young guys, some of the young guys embrace him, some of the young guys just are just don't really vibe with him. He didn't use those words. That's just me. Um, but uh, but I'm paraphrasing. But it was it was on along those lines, and he was just saying that um, you know. You just want those guys to know you don't feel threatened. I'm, you know, I'm just here to do this, you know. And and I, I look, those guys ain't threatening of you. Because your old ass can't come back and do this 100% of the time. Maybe you can have a match. Maybe you can have a match. I doubt it. His back is. That's what I'm saying. I doubt it. it. <laughs> They're not threatening of you. 
Understand your history. This see, look, man, because this is getting me all into politics. No, 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 and I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> There's enough going on. I don't want yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the problem is, is that this is what the problem that we see in America today is understanding your history and why there's a problem with it. And it's not even that. You (laughs) have to understand that you could be forgiven, but it doesn't mean mean that I got it right. Exactly. You're not, you're not entitled to me being your friend after I forget. I've been in that situation. Yeah. You know, I was a dog dude. Mm -hmm. There's chicks who forgave me, but they weren't going to take me back. Yeah. And this is the same scenario. that forgive you. And never will talk to you. Never again. talk to you again. Right. <laughs> but and they still forgive you. They forgive they, you. They, you they have that burden go. off. That yeah. that burden is off you. But you can't. You are not entitled. I was told this by one. This is real shit. <laughs> you are not entitled to my acknowledgement. And that's one of the realest shit I've ever that's heard. The real, yeah. I was like, damn, yeah. I can't do shit but respect that. Yeah. And it's real. So that's what he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're yeah. forgiven. You're here. That's what you get. That's yeah. your. Because we could raise him. And I wouldn't even be fucking with you right in this moment. Right. If it wasn't because Vince McMahon is one bringing you here because they forgave you. Right. I'm forgiving you enough to be like, look, I look past that and you're around. Yeah, you're around. Because I don't have to be here. No, but I, I don't have to fuck raise with hell you, about being around. And you. that's the thing, though. Because, yeah. like, look, I'm going to put it to you like this. At the end of the day, I see. Somebody like Vince McMahon. And I look at that dude. And I say to myself. Sometimes I think this dude is a piece of shit. But. That doesn't take away. What he has done from the wrestling business. True. He still. The wrestling business would not be where it's at right now. Wrestling overall. If it wasn't for Vince McMahon. And I hear wrestlers talk about it. They say, oh man, Vince wasn't that bad of a guy. Vince is a good dude. But the way I see it, Vince is a good dude if you can make money for him. Vince is nice if you can make money for him. Yeah, he may have lost his shit every once in a while and stuff like that. But that's just, from the outside looking in, that's what I see. Because I see motherfuckers that he has sat there and looked after for. And then there was motherfuckers that he just, nope, fuck you, type shit. And what it and what I see, somebody like a Jimmy Flash Snooker, somebody like a Hulk Hogan, somebody like Steve Austin, Randy Orton. Who all have these and yo look and I fuck with Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Randy Orton. And they have some questionable past too. Right. I think but, we, everybody And everybody does. does. Yeah. But there are certain people that did the same shit that they did. Vince was like, nope, fuck that. Get the fuck out of here. Motherfuckers that was even probably profitable mm-hmm. sometimes. Nope, get the fuck out of here. You're not them though. Right. Because Vince understands at the same time, it's still about my bottom line. At the end of the day, at the very end of the day, it's about my bottom line. So, is he a good dude? I I don't know. Is he a bad dude? Am I a good guy or I'm a bad guy? Just know I'm the guy. (laughs) You know, and that's what Vince McMahon is. He's the guy. But I look at shit. I read shit. And I just be like, yo, this these are questionable moves. It's come off like you're a piece of shit. And on top of that, you fuck with the orange guy anyway. Which makes you a piece guilty of shit. Guilty by association. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All you motherfuckers that support that motherfucker, you guilty by association. That shit that happened yesterday is because y'all supported that motherfucker, you guilty by association. I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> you guilty. That shit happened. You got bodies on you because of that. But yeah, but Hulk Hogan, I think sometimes he got to get in his head that you're not just because you were great for your time. Right. Doesn't mean that people need to come up and acknowledge you because. But, it, and that, that's universal, though, yeah. I think a lot of times when it comes to legends, I, I think acknowledgement and respect get 
put together. Like, I don't, just because you're a legend doesn't mean I got to be your best friend or, like, I'm not going to, in his situation. Just because you're a legend. No, just because you're a legend doesn't mean I have to show you respect. Past, but what I'm saying is, like, that doesn't, your legendary whatever doesn't excuse bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And in the end of the day, it goes exactly to what we said in the beginning yeah. is that you got your, you got your, you know what I'm saying, forgiveness. You're no, cool. You know, you know who and I And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know the the best person to, that I can point out where I say, you know, you a piece of shit, but you the motherfucking goat. Michael Jordan. You think about this shit. Michael Jordan is a fucking asshole. If you watch... That 10 part documentary, The Final Dance, you start to realize, even though you heard the stories, we all heard the stories growing up, threatening to break Horace Grant's legs, chasing Steve Kerr down the court, trying to punch him. Well, he did punch him, fucked him up, hit him in the eye. Bill Carray having to threaten him, like, yo, I'll beat your ass. Will Purdue having to be held back because he's going to fuck up the franchise player. And they like, nah, we can't have that, Will Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have you fucking up, Jordan. MJ. You start to realize that this dude is really an asshole. And he's an asshole because he's that competitive. That's, that's just what it is. And I think he's so competitive that I don't know if me and Jordan can get along. So I'm like, yo, you a, you a dick. You're an asshole. I don't know if we can vibe because you're that much of an asshole. <laughs> Shit. But look, it doesn't take away that he's a GOAT. Greatest of all time. LeBron, you top five dead or alive. But MJ is the standard bearer. It, we can even talk about Ric Flair. He has some questionable shit. You know what I mean? But I think- it just choose, it, and it, it just all comes down to what you choose to forgive. And forget, or if you choose to forget, but you don't have to forget. And I think what you pointed out, dealing with women, that's what they do. They may forgive you, but the motherfuckers ain't forgetting what you did. And that's, I think that's just what Hulk <laughs> has to realize when yeah. you know the, the basis of all that is that he has to understand that it's just gonna be some people who are like, you know what. It was too much. What happened was too much, and I like they, you're nah, cool, but they, they under the, the distance. They under the big shine that, bitch. I don't fuck with you. Right. I mean, basically, <laughs> Yo. he's got. He can't take that personally. No, right, and he got to eat that shit. That's but, the problem. But what 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 I was gonna say was, you know, on the flip side of that, and just circling back to, you know, is that, you know, with 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 um, with Brody Lee, I think. I just want to make sure that people know that that um, that guy was like a class act dude, and there is not many wrestlers that are going to leave that have left behind or going to even leave behind a legacy, a legacy like, that. like that, yo. Because man. there's just so many people he touched, helped, and I think from out of all that, and if you watch Eddie Kingston's uh, little speech after everything, um, after the memorial show, I think it's a catalyst to. Um, if you could take a silver lining or see the silver lining in all this, is that um, he got that opportunity to show who he could be. Even when, you know, he said himself, he wasn't sure that he could be that singles guy. He never had these opportunities, but he was going to try to seize the moment. And in that short time, we got to see some greatness. And yeah, I hope yeah. that we all just appreciate what we got <laughs> Which is what out of w- the singles Brody yeah, Lee. Yeah. And I, I'm not even going to go ahead and fault. WWE, like you didn't use No, 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 no. They no, had a I vision, don't, right? I don't fault them. Right, no, I no, just I know think that, that. They missed the They boat. missed it, right. You yeah, missed yeah. it because you have this vision of what you want somebody to be, yeah, yeah. and you don't know. Because mm. even AEW didn't know if the Exalted One would work. They knew Brody Lee was a good worker, and let's see if this is going to work as you being the Exalted One. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. And, and it's they, one of those things that just. And, they, and they're offering a different product anyway. Right. So, something totally like, different. so I mean, the chances were that he was probably going to have success there because. It was different, right? And but you saw, I think one of the um, and the last thing I'll say before we go on and get to everything in the show is that I think one of the things too that besides an awesome performer and like a dude who loved wrestling, I think that's my biggest connection with him. In one of his podcasts, he talked about having boxes and boxes of VHS, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I called my wife like, "I'm not the only one." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and he's like, "My wife will never throw them away," and I'm like, "Thank you." 
Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and it was like, wow. So on a fan level, I was able to connect. But the knowledge of the business, one of the biggest things I, um, that I took away from one of the um, podcasts that I listened to um, was that he saw himself as a scout of talent. Mm-hmm. For AEW in the future, when he was all said and done, he was like, "I'm gonna be getting the best wrestlers from around the world and getting them in." And I think that's one thing that we are gonna miss is that I think he had a knowledge to where he could have came up with some dope storylines and things mm-hmm. if there was more time. But yeah, rest in peace to Brody Lee. His son is gonna if he decides to wrestle, that dude's gonna be dope. Because even watching some of the little clips and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yo, he gets it." Yeah, the chasing Marco stuff. If y'all see this video mm-hmm. of the little angle they did at AW Dark, and I know it was done all in fun and whatever, but that was one of the dopest things where I saw him chase him because it never happens when you see those in any promotion where yeah. somebody chases somebody through the crowd, through the stairs and all that. And I was like, man, he is trying to get to him in this pull-apart bra. That's mm-hmm. dope. Relentless. And I think that's one of the most fire things of seeing is them putting a smile on their son, on his son's face. Considering all the things that are going on, how close he was with his dad. So, kudos to AEW. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Yeah, yeah. All right. Rest in peace, Brody. Uh, yes, I'm next. You, you want to go? go uh, I can go next if you want to. I mean, if you want to go first, I was. Do you want to do wrestler? Who our wrestler of the year is first? Oh yeah, we can do that. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, he just got excited because I handed him a joint. <laughs> the O. Yo, y'all might just listen. This dude just got super excited. He said, oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, um, the categories, you know, instead of our RBU, what we decided to do is we're going to go with, um, we're each going to give who we think our wrestler of the year is, what the match of the year was, and what we choose as our promotion of the year. Um, I'll go first with my wrestler of the year. The wrestler I'm picking is John Moxley. Reason being is I, I feel like John Moxley um, deserves it because he had AEW on his back. To me, I understand that Kenny Omega, Cody, I, I get that they're all there. But to me, John Moxley was the deciding factor on is this thing going to float or could this thing sink? And he had the company on his back, in my opinion. Just because we all saw the writing on the wall that he was going to be the champion at some point. Yeah, yeah. But it's how we got there. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to deliver the quality of, of matches, promos, consistency, not only in AEW, but in um, New Japan, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and even even with him you know, having the travel difficulties that he's had and then this whole issue with COVID, that's not his fault. Um, he's represented as one of the best wrestlers. And I think... That was something that we didn't get to appreciate when he was Dean Ambrose is how mm-hmm. good of a wrestler he is all around and just how good he is at telling stories. And when he's unleashed, not to use like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can, he's this guy. He's the guy. He can be the guy. And even without the belt watching him yesterday, I was like, holy shit. Like, John Moxley's that dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, that's why I say he's the wrestler of the year because... He had this whole company on his back, and in a pandemic, he was able to deliver these matches mm-hmm. that I'll never forget. Not even just never forget, but just during a time where we needed something to make us feel a little bit better yeah. and whatnot and yeah. get us outside of what's going on, mm-hmm. he was the guy delivering. Yeah. And he took a st- I mean, let's be real. He was making money, 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 money mm-hmm. with WWE. And not only just making money, they would have gave him more to stay. But he said, I want to be a professional wrestler. I don't want to be a sports entertainer anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be a professional wrestler. And he took that risk because it's a risk. Yeah. And he's flourishing. And mm-hmm. to that, I think, to me, that's why 2020 was John Moxley's year and why he's a wrestler of the year. Ooh. See, it's hard for me to choose a wrestler of the year. Mm. The only reason why, because I, I love John Moxley. I feel like the maturation of what they did with Kenny Omega mm. and what they did and because and here's what where Kenny Omega gets maybe more of the upside on for me over John Moxley. He had more matches in 2020 where I'm just like, yo, this motherfucker is just 
dope as shit. And and look, yeah, two of those matches was against John Moxley. But like, but at the end of the day, I can sit there and count out more matches. Just, um, but yeah, I just, I yeah, it's hard for me to sit there and go with John Moxley, and I, I wouldn't disagree with anybody that says John Moxley though. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go Kenny Omega. My my close, I would put Moxley second though. My close third would have been Roman Reigns had mm. had he been able to do that all Starting, 2020. Right, if this storyline yes. would have been, I and I I would have actually accepted that and might have agreed with you just yes. because the things that he's doing now are yes. long overdue. Yeah, long. Overdue. Like if we said, oh, the past three months, oh, Roman Reigns got it. Yeah, and, and I ain't gonna sit there and say, and that's just how good the story yeah, is. The story, right? But also his performance. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about heel Roman wrestling mm-hmm. that is different than the face Roman. And I don't know if it's the way they produce it. I hate to put... You know what's different? It's the way they it's produce it. It's not super punch central. Yes. That's and there's what a, it is. It seems like there's yeah. a strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's not punch, punch, yeah. spear. Oh, I'm in agony and pain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I feel like the baby face thing. And, and he's and, a big dude doing a fucking guillotine. And he's trying to choke you out. And, like, you ain't getting you out ain't of that getting shit. You ain't getting out of that, bro. Yeah. I don't care who you are. At all. If he's able to lock that in, Once you can be Brock Lesnar. If he's able to lock that in, it's that over choke with. Is done. You're so, done. It, so he got a move now that makes me believe that, nah, yeah, you can put somebody out with that too. You know? And, and it's a heel ass move. Yeah. I'm just going to choke the shit Fuck out, out of you. you. Yeah. And I'm going to hang on your it's body. It's very task Yeah. Because remember how we used to yeah. be like, oh, I got it in the task mission. Yeah. And we'd just be like, shit, shit, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Yeah, or Oscar esque too, because yeah. like man, people forget when she hits when the she Oscar, Oscar lock, it's a rap, bro. Yeah. You get yeah, and what's name does a good job with her choke too, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and it's, and it's gonna be interesting to see if we can get Shayna back because Shayna could have been the 2020 female oh, wrestler yeah. of the year, but they and they fucked it up when they moved her up. They didn't know what to do with her, and that's my fear for Rhea Ripley. Who, yeah, like I feel like that you you just Vince Triple H is giving you people. We tell you yeah. this every show. I'm yep. not gonna. We already know. So my female wrestler of the year though is Io Shirai. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go. Gotta I didn't go even want to separate gotta female, go with, yeah, but if yeah. we're separating, yes. No, I, I gotta separate just because I don't. I don't. Because sometimes the matches are. Different now. If we want to sit there and do like, yo, who's your? I, I think that's how we should do it n- next year. We should do who are male, male wrestler of the year, female. female wrestler of the year, and wrestler of the year. Oh, okay. Overall. Overall. Overall performer of the year. Yeah. Okay. Overall performer of the year. You know who was a close second? Hmm. Uh, man. For women? Yeah, yeah. Bailey? Nope. Ooh, oh, oh. Bailey, nice. Damn, yeah, fuck. The heel turns just Yo, everything. Oh, that me. was. She took shit. this shit because. Oh, you know what? Uh, you know, um, got a haircut, bro. She wasn't playing no game. She took you, this heel you know shit what? and said, "I am it." I love it. You know what? She probably would. She, you know what? She probably should have been first. But I'm gonna stick with EO. Yeah, stick with EO. Match yeah, yeah. Because match it's because the match qualities match were better. The match qualities were better. Um. I didn't foresee, even in NXT, for them to give her this long of a run um, with the title, mm-hmm. with with all the female wrestlers that they have. Yeah. Not not a disrespect to right, right. It's EO you have, you, you have, they have you like spread this out. they got a loaded fucking yeah. roster, especially at the NXT level. Yeah, they got a loaded roster. I mean, talking about uh, well, she's getting called up now, uh, but Rhea Ripley, um, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai. Uh, uh, Candice LeRae. Rita Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. She's dope. Gonzalez. She got way better from yeah. when she was wearing that cowboy bullshit in the May Young tournament. She's uh-huh. got light years yeah, yeah. better. Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. I mean, yo, loaded. Shotzi, man, she's different. Loaded. But yeah. And yeah. then you talking about, I mean, AEW, really, they do got some good yeah, it's just, female it's a, wrestlers, It's the first yo. year. But Sheeta was going to be my second, yeah. yo, because she's been holding it down. Hell yeah. Even yesterday, been, her match with yeah. Abaddon was dope. Yeah. I thought Abaddon was going to win. But, um, 
Yeah, and the one thing I say about not to go too long on on the uh, rest of the year, but the one thing I say, this guy, the one thing I will say about the um about the women's division, they get a lot of flack at AEW, but peep this, hey, no promotion outside of TNA has ever started their promotion and had a women's division, no promotion, and mm-hmm. WCW never even had a legitimate one, yeah, so yeah. I give AEW props from starting from the ground up, saying we're and they got the best female belt. Yeah. They got the fem- best fem- yeah. That was dope. Yeah, even though it's small, but the it's design. The yeah, and the, yeah. the idea behind it and the respect towards the NWA. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Match of the year. So, I originally told you my match. I'm going to be 100% honest. My original match of the year was Young Bucks versus Omega and Page. I was there live for it. Um, it was at AEW Revolution um, back in uh, January, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know what? I... After I thought about it, honest to God, I have to change it. And the reason being is because I, I want to stay true to the kind of wrestling that I love. And the match that I've probably watched more than I've watched Young Bucks versus Omega and Page. Ilja Dragunov versus uh, Walter for the uh, NXT UK Championship. That match was everything that I love about wrestling. It was grueling. It was like it was strong style, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, for lack of a better term, they just beat the fuck out of each other. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like Ilja was in legit pain. I felt like Walter was th- in fear of losing. Like he feared he would lose his title because he couldn't beat. It's just that story um, behind it. And Walter yeah. could have very well been a rest- the wrestler of the year too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's so many people. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, if they didn't fuck up with South Rollins. Oh, if they yeah, didn't yeah. put him. Look, and it did. It's eventually it ended up making sense, but to me that story, that storyline, it took forever to make sense. Yeah, and they could have done way more. Yeah, it. but with with Walter and Dragunov, like the story behind it, the struggle, the battle, mm-hmm. and it was a big man versus little man, but they still didn't limit themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the drama behind it, it didn't. They didn't have. You know, a ton of, you know, flippy shit. I like flippy shit, yeah. but there's no flippy shit in this. There were some dives, but no flippy shit. This is what wrestling to me should be. And I will stand by my comment that I say a lot, that NXT UK is the most consistent product that WWE has, and it's an actual wrestling show. It's yeah. not a bunch of sports entertainment bullshit. And yeah, yeah. Story. It's wrestling. They're in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're going to fuck each other up. I think NXT is consistent. I just think that... um. I mean, it just ain't getting the viewership, but... Uh, well, wrestling-wise, yeah. for me, I think NXT I think, UK is the I most think, consistent. I think wrestling-wise, period, too, I don't, I don't think the viewership has really been there like it has been in the past. Oh, and but I don't, I don't even mean... Is, I'm not even talking about ratings oh, okay, when I say yeah, yeah, consistency. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about ratings. I don't give right. a fuck no, about people no, watching. You're talking about, you're right. I'm talking about... You're talking about the actual show. I'm like, I'm watching from start to finish without fast forward. And if I NXT UK on this side and NXT on this side, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching NXT UK a little bit more. Why? I feel like it's produced more like a wrestling show to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a personal preference. It has a true indie-style wrestling feel. I think. Yeah, that's and a sports. Does, like, I feel like I'm watching, and it's about the match. Like, even yeah. the vignettes they do where they mm-hmm. sit down with the wrestler. Like, today they yeah. had A-Kid talking about his match going against Walter. I feel like I'm watching those, you know, before they have a big yeah. boxing match and you watch Showtime and they mm-hmm. t- tell the story. I feel like I'm watching a condensed version of that. Yeah. You don't really get that from NXT mm-hmm. where you get, like, a story. And you no, get why. Because I think, I think that's what's happening, though, with NXT. It's turning into more sports entertainment, whereas before, when it first came out, it was, it was about, like a, yeah. It was more yeah. like an indie show. Yeah. Which is why people watched, which yeah. is why people was so drawn to it, which is why NXT ended up being the best product for WWE yeah. for the longest of times. And then it stopped being that so much. Mm-hmm. Although they still put on great matches, it's still about the wrestling. Right. It's just not indie-ish, I should say. And I, I prefer indie. Uh, like, people may sit there and be like, well, you want that? No, yes. Because it is <laughs> the best product. Actually, it is. When you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, when you watch ROH, when you watch um, NXT but from before, like you said, when you watch NXT UK, the way that is produced is comes out a lot better when you watch AEW. It comes out a lot better. 
now AEW do got that. Right, they do their storylines, but yeah. it's like they have a but it's, I, it's its own product. But like yeah, you yeah. said, they present something totally mm-hmm. different yeah. that we just don't have. Right, it's sports, but mm-hmm. it's entertainment. But it's a lot of sport because you could watch Omega and Phoenix from last night and be like, yeah. "Holy fucking shit, that shit was right. crazy." So originally, because I I believe the Young Bucks versus um, the Lucha Bros. Yes, was this year? It was. It was September. And that match was fucking nuts. Yeah. And it was... It's up there with my matches of the year. But then I was like, man, Kenny Omega versus Pac. Pac. <gasps> the Iron Man match. Oh, my God. That oh match was so fire, God. I forgot about that. Oh, oh man. man. And I'm yeah. just like, and then you had the Kenny Omega versus Moxley. And then you got the Kenny Omega versus Moxley. And that's that match for the championship for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. That is my match of the year because I love the way that story was told from start to finish. Now, I didn't appreciate it right at the start. But it don't mean I can't go back and appreciate some shit. Which, by the way, I wanted to take this opportunity on a quick segue. Because I don't like typing everything out. (laughs) So, I'm going to do this podcast, say what I have to say, and I'm going to send it to Jay Fields and be like, yo, this is why WWE sucked me right back in. I don't know about you. But it sucked me right back in to The Fiend and, and, and Randy Orton. Because I'm sitting there. As this few... When this feud first got started, I'm like, man, fuck this. I do not want to see a Randy Orton versus The Fiend feud because why? It's just, I mean, Randy Orton has accomplished so much. What are we doing this for? Does he need to get the win over Fiend or is The Fiend going to get the win over him? And then what did it do for anybody? And that's how it felt in the beginning. And then the story started being told. And then we incorporate Alexa Bliss. And Randy Orton, like, yo, I think I found his weak spot. It's you, Alexa. Pretty much tried to do whatever it was to rattle him with Alexa. Then they have the match. The Firefly, or I don't know what they wanted to call that match. I forgot what they called that match. Yeah. But that match was fucking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fucking good. Until the end. (laughs) This is where they lost me. When they burned... The fiend up to shit. And I was just like, yo. What are you doing? What are we doing here? Because I don't understand. Why are we burning him? And I said, man, fuck this storyline. I'm not going to let you suck me back into this shit. <laughs> fuck that. Because that was some bullshit. And then what did they do? Next night on Raw. Slowly but surely, they, they, they got their hook in me. That's what it was. They put the hook in me. Because then now, we see Alexa come out. She got a whole fucking playground. And she invites Randy Orton out. Just pretty much to fuck with him. Like, yo. And he's thinking like, oh, he's going to show back up. The Fiend is going to show back up. And shit. No. He built this for me. I'm here for you, though. (laughs) Don't worry about him. Worry about me. I'm here for you. And then the following week, she has a playground again. This time he's in the Firefly Funhouse. What the fuck? How the hell did he even get there? How do you even know where it was at? <laughs> Motherfucker. Who gave him what? the map? And why are you fucking everything up? What the puppets do to you? They're my homies. Leave them alone. But the bunny, yeah, you could, you fuck, everybody fuck him up. So that makes right, sense. Every week this nigga yeah. got <laughs> every, since, every week he gets fucked up. Alright, so we we understand that shit. And then she invites him out. Like, no. I want to challenge you. Me versus you. Come to this ring later on tonight. So I'm just like, yeah. I want to see what happens, though. I want to see if the Fiend comes back. It's the only reason why I watch it. Nope. Fiend doesn't come back. She sat there. She brings out a bottle of gasoline. She's telling that motherfucker, do to me what you did to him. Set me on fire. 
and they fade the black. <laughs> and then the dark, it goes dark, and you see him light the match, and you think he's gonna light her ass on fire, and then he blows it out, and that's how they end the show. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. Because <laughs> now I'm acting like this is power, because power has that, yeah. that thing over me, like, yo, the show's so good. That when it ends, it pisses you off because you're like, no, I need more. <laughs> Fuck is you doing? Keep this shit going. I was so pissed that they only had 10 episodes, yo. But anyway, back to the wrestling. So I'm sitting there like, man, oh, fuck. Okay. Now I got to watch next week. I got to. I got to watch. So I watched the following week. And it's Legends Night. Fuck, I really don't give a fuck about this. I don't care about these old-ass motherfuckers coming here, still in the shine. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> you know, because we already knew. They planned it perfectly. Monday Night Football is over with, mm-hmm. so your ratings are going to go up, and it's going to act seem like your ratings are going up because you we have the, the legends. legends on. That's what people want to see. Yeah, and no, it's because Monday Night Football is not on anymore. So, I'm watching. And then I see Randy Orton. He gives a promo. That promo was so fucking good. And he's so confused about really what's going on. That's how you can tell. You you like, I know she wanted me to burn it, but I chose not to. And I know what people are going to think. They're going to think I'm soft now. Because I f- realized that I'm fully capable of doing anything I want. See, now you drew me in right there. Because now him burning the fiend makes sense. Because he's telling you, I realize I'm fucked up enough that I know I'm capable of doing anything now. Oh, Fuck you assholes. You pulled that dumb bullshit and then now you want to make me respect it because <laughs> you and fucking brought it together and made it make fucking sense. So then he says, no, nah, but I'm not soft. I just know what I'm capable of. So what he do? He goes around and fuck with all the legends. The only thing they fucked up on was they they should have had all the legends come out at at the uh at the end of the night and Randy Orton came through and just RKO'd whoever the fuck he <laughs> felt like. That's just, yo, I mean Mickey James could have got it. I'm talking about Tory Wilson could have got it. The big show could have got it. Mark Henry with his foot up in the damn thing could have got it. Like <laughs> that that would have been fucking crazy to me. I would have been like, yo, you motherfuckers. But they didn't do that, but they still Got us there because he went around. He start. He fucked with the Big Show first. He ain't fucking with Mark Henry. He fucking with Ric Flair. He's sitting there like, yo, won't you do? He told Ric Flair, won't you walk down in the ring with me one more time? <laughs> <laughs> and shit. He telling Big Show, hey, I'm pissing you off. You want to do something, don't you? He like he's trying to egg them on, trying to bait them, and they like no, because this is what you want, which is playing right back to what Alexa. Did to Randy Orton? No. Because this is what you want. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look how they tied this shit together. And man, look. And honestly, you probably got to be high as shit to actually understand what the fuck was going on. Because that's what that's what, what happened to me. I was sitting there high as fuck. I'm sitting there watching wrestling. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck did y'all... Okay, now this shit makes sense. I understand. Holy shit. Y'all pulled that goof-ass bullshit... At the TLC, but brought it right back around and make it make sense. And whoever did that shit, kudos to you. You know, Vince ain't gonna give him kudos because yo, know, I still wouldn't have did the burning thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have did that. Or if I would have did the burning thing, I wouldn't have did it to the point where he's burning and then he just disintegrates and then yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have never did that shit. Yeah, yeah, but everything makes sense. Because what does the fiend do? He turned you, he turned Daniel Bryan back to to the American Dragon. Really? He shit. He turned Seth Rollins back to what he is. Mm-hmm. Became the Messiah and all that shit. Back hill. He turned uh, Braun back mm-hmm. hill. So 
when you face him, he changes you. The only person he didn't change was Goldberg, and that's only because Goldberg has been face all his life. And really, it just has to be, you had to be this at one point, and that's why I'm turning you back to right. and shit. And so for him, because Randy Orton has been a baby face, so now, that, so yeah. now it's like, no, I'm flipping you back to when you first won the championship and shit like that, where you actually cared and gave a shit about something before Triple H and them fucked you up so bad that you heard voices in your head. <laughs> and so, like, I'm just like, man, these motherfuckers unwrote me right back into this shit. And you know what? I'm happy for it. Because this is one of the better storylines that's on Raw. I like what they do with the Hurt Business, although it's kind of weird that it seems like now they, there's a little dissension in it uh, after winning the tag titles that just don't make any sense to me. I think that should have just brought them back even more stronger, but you know what? That should have brought them stronger. I mean, That's WWE's uh, yeah, yeah. That's style. Just, yeah, they do weird shit like, like that. They do the dumbest, yo. The dumbest. Like, let's just be extra and make them not be cool even though they're yeah. winning. Like, what the fuck? Who would do that? Right. Nobody would do that. Nobody no. acts that way. Yeah. So hopefully they get Keith Lee into the Hurt Business and Keith Lee is the one that end up being like, yo, I'm just turn him ultimate heel. Can you imagine a Bask in My Glory heel run? My only thing is, I, you know I don't know if he necessarily... He could talk on his own. So I no, just, no, no. He can't. He could do both. But I'm talking no, about... I know. He I goes get, there as a baby I face. get what you're saying. I but just I'm don't talking about at some Hurt Business because I think he's fine on his own. I don't... Let's, I don't want to convolute shit, and then because once no, you no, start, no, no, no. I, I don't think that's you'll just convolute it. I think you you creating a rock situation. I guess I, I just, it's just yeah, for me. It's too it. much for me. You know, I, I think you creating a rock separate. situation. We don't have to put every black dude in the same fucking. No, 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 no. You don't. Um, we don't have to go there. You know, <laughs> like, uh, and I get that because that's the reason why I wanted other people to be coming up part of the hurt business. But it's whatever. Yeah. It's, it's the gold standard. And so, what better to add to the gold standard than the person that you have to bask in his glory? He's Keith Lee. He has his own legion. That dude could sit there, get them to the heights where they need to go. That would be so, such a dope-ass faction that you can't run away from it. Not like, I mean, you can't run away from it like how you're trying to do right now. Because that's what they're doing right now. It seems like they're going to run away from this Hurt Business. Even though MVP is doing his fucking thing with this shit. I mean, his, his own mic skills and shit like that. What what he's being able to do with Bobby Lashley and being able to... He's, able, he's selling Bobby Lashley like how Paul Heyman sold Brock Lesnar. Like how Paul Heyman is selling Roman Reigns right now. That's how MVP... Is handling Bobby Lashley. The point is, is though, for whatever reason, WWE is not going to push Bobby Lashley past this United States run. Even though he should at least had a title shot. Mm-hmm. Before Keith Lee. To go back to, like, I get your point. Like, you don't want this to be convoluted and stuff. But Bobby Lashley should have had that shot before Keith Lee. Uh, but, I mean, he should have had a shot a long time ago. A long ago. time ago. He should have wrestled Brock Lesnar a long time yeah. ago. I don't get it. But I don't get it. And, <sighs> and you know what? You know what's so dope about Bobby Lashley? Is that he can still get better in the ring. That's what people don't even realize. Because he doesn't even incorporate his MMA background in his wrestling. Yeah, I mean, but he's. I think it's because of how they again the matches are produced, so they yeah, yeah, don't yeah. want him to. Because the TNA. No, I'm just saying. Bob, like, no, I know. I'm better. just saying the yeah. Bobby Lashley and TNA is totally different than the Bobby Lashley and WWE. Yeah, and that's yeah. what sucks. Because I'm not even a TNA fan, but I would watch those matches because he wrestled totally different. Because yeah, yeah. he got to use a lot of that. Yeah. Oh um, man. No, so okay. my res- wrestling promotion of the year last year was New Japan. This year, I got to go with AEW only because I feel like the second year for promotion is, like, the hardest. Like, mm-hmm. cause especially when you come in with the momentum they had because it could easily go downhill from there. But I appreciate the fact, I think the one telling, 
um, thing about AEW and why I feel like um, they were the promotion of the year is because they were able to adapt to change more. Like the biggest they did it thing faster, for, right? Especially when the pandemic hit. Them, they, right. yo, they, they were like, boom, here's they what we got to do. They produced a show yes. without a crowd, and they actually they did it first. Yes, that's the thing that look. Ooh, you talk talk your that's shit. Go ahead, man. Talk. They your were shit. able to adapt. They took they took what was going on and said, okay, what we can what can we do to make this work? Mm-hmm. And so you had Daily's Place, and they ran shows out of Daily's Place, and then it was like, okay, there's wrestlers we. Don't have access to that are on our roster. What can we do? Well, there's guys that are out of work because they can't work indie. Let's try to do that. And so they changed Dark, AEW Dark, into a whole showcase where people like Ben Carter got signed because of Dark. They were able to find like Top Flight and sign them. And this was off of giving like Top Flight of Security (laughs) World, Craig. And this was off of giving people opportunity within wrestling. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by wrestling promotion of the year. Tony Khan, and I'm not saying somebody else would, but Tony Khan didn't throw a fit when Ben Carter ended up signing with WWE. He was like, hey, you were on my show. You got your shine. I got the views on YouTube. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. And that's what I think is dope. He's giving people that you don't get to normally see, like Bear Country Mm -hmm. and and, um, Sean Dean got signed. So Mm -hmm. you, out of this, he was able, silver lining again, to make something. Like, what can we do to make it better? Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is a success because a lot of companies will fall apart or be in disarray and, like, mm-hmm. what the f- In their second year? Yeah. What the fuck do we do with a pandemic? Yep. And it was like, okay, let's sit down and figure this the fuck out. And then um, even talking about, you know, the, the Brody, Brody Lee's memorial. That was just, oh, they, they had to scrap a whole, whole show. Yeah. Right, they had to scrap a whole script. Mm-hmm. And go push back what we were going to do originally. Let's create something. Mm-hmm. And they're able to do it better than I've ever seen. I've been to a lot of memorial shows and whatnot. And that shit was fire. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, that's why. I had to watch why. it start to finish. Right. And, and it was like, wow. It make make you cry. And the wrestlers, and this is the one thing I'll say too, is that to be able to perform to at that level with the emotion that they had. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at wrestlers holding it. Yeah. I watched Cody have to swallow his, like, have to Meryl stop. Meryl was crying his ass off. Right. Like, in the beginning. Cole Cabana, like, Cole Cabana was in the ring, and you could see the, he, he's a smiley, happy dude, yeah, but yeah. you could see in him, it was hurting. And this was his way of getting that out. And to see them be able to perform, it's like when, it, me as an artist, if I'm able to write a song about what's going on. And that's what I saw, and it was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, that, will always be the second year of AEW I think in my opinion is always going to be the shining year for them the year where if things ever are bad they can always go you yes. know what because this is when it could have all fell apart it could have all just gone to yeah. shit but they got together and they said yo. how can we let's make our avenue let's take what we have the XFL fell apart as soon as the, the XFL pandemic fell hit. apart the AAF or whatever it was and, fell apart and what's name was dumb for that Vince McMahon was stupid as fuck because if he had if he had the foresight to see yes how we can make this work and maybe maybe he couldn't have because they hadn't of the generated the money and yet. that was going on right yeah. right right so maybe that's the case and i get it tony khan has you know his dad yeah. so like money is just there it yeah. exists and i feel you mm-hmm. but there's been people who have had the same thing um if you're but, a, if you're he, an old school fan and you too. know I mean, about got- uwf or if you watch Dark Side of Wrestling and found out about mm-hmm. the UWF, just because you got a lot of money don't mean you're going to have a successful company. No. You got to have the ideas. You got to have the yeah, yeah. synergy. You got to have the, I think the biggest thing for Tony is maybe not having an ego and knowing, like, I'm a big-ass fan of wrestling. I love wrestling. This is my dream to have a promotion, but I don't know everything. Yeah. I need y'all. Yeah. I need Brody Lee's, mm-hmm. what's his name? I need Young Bucks. I need Kenny. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to throw shade at Vince when I say that, but there's a lot of promotions that there's a guy and he's a guy and that's it. And this is what we're going to do. And that's a good idea. But no, it's like, hey, y'all might know better than me. And that's crazy too, because how many times are you going to hire for Paul Heyman and then fire Paul Heyman? And, and he like, do dope shit. Yeah. That's the thing. He produces dope shit. And it's like the show is doing better. And then it's all of a sudden, uh, we don't want you to do this anymore, Paul. It's like, yo. It, but that's to him, because, too. Because how many times you fucking go back? Because to me, yeah. I'm like, dog. Because at some point, what it, fucking... what it tells me is, and this is 
part of that, like, yo, Vince, this is why I have a problem with you. It's almost like, yo, you see the success that he's starting to have and what he's starting to build, and then you always pull the rug right from under him as soon as it's about to take off. And, and it's like, it's because you feel every like time. Yeah. But it's, it, it's something with your ego or something that you, yeah. somebody else can't mm-hmm. make it happen because of maybe it's what happened with Vince Russo. But hey, bro, that's fucking business. Yeah. There's businesses where they hire some fucking maverick in marketing, right? And he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then some other dude with money goes, God damn, this nigga dope. Man. God yeah. get that. And they take him. It happens. And I think that's Vince's fear is that. You know, he's going to get too big. I think he always has this fear yeah. of somebody's going to be bigger than WWE and yeah. I'll never, no Hulk Hogan's ever again. Mm-hmm. And I think that really fucked him up. I think that's what's fucked up his psyche, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan <laughs> fucked up his psyche where he was like, holy shit, I created a monster. It's a Frankenstein. I created yeah. this big, this thing bigger than all the shit I made. Mm-hmm. And I think when he left, having to dig out of that hole, but we got so much greatness out of that. So it's like, bro, yes. Everybody goes through hard times. Shawn Michaels, right. Bret Hart, <laughs> The Rock, the, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We would have never got the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the Iron Man match Yeah. if uh, WrestleMania 9 didn't yeah. suck ass. And I know that was WrestleMania mm-hmm. 12, but it took that long yeah. to get to a point where we could... Well, WrestleMania 10 was good. Right. WrestleMania, brother versus no, I brother. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, <laughs> yeah. but 9 was... No, no, no. Yeah, nine was obviously. Yeah, I'm just thinking Giant Gonzalez. That was Little Caesars. Not Little Caesars, but that was the Caesars Palace. Don't call Little Caesars because that's about as good as that $5. Hot and ready. (laughs) But yeah, uh, uh, AEW. The worst wrestling show ever put together. Man, WrestleMania 10 is the worst, in my opinion. Or 9, I'm sorry. WrestleMania 9, in my opinion, I agree, was one of the, for the scale that it's on. I'm not saying there aren't worse wrestling shows, but because this was WrestleMania and that's what the fuck you gave, that is the worst show ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. I don't, I've seen worse, but that, the I don't level. Think I've ever, no, I don't think I've ever seen worse. I know. Not with the level, not, no, not with the level of talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. No. Based on the level of talent, the Based cards you put together talent, and what yeah. you presented. Yeah, I, I feel This you. was the worst show ever yeah. put together. Who goes back and watches WrestleMania yeah. 9? I'll wait. Nobody, Nobody. watches that shit. Nobody. I can't even remember all the matches on there outside of Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez, which was the worst match. And then Bret the- Hart versus Yokozuna was bullshit because in the end, Hulk Hogan comes in and wins the belt because Bret's telling him, just go. And, ah, oh, fuck. I yeah, just, yeah. ah. But anyway, your promotion. I remember it. watching Raw the next day and they showed like the steel clips. And, yeah, and you and, were like, what and, the and fuck is this shit? Hogan. Oh, because he, he got the body slam on. And that's what made him lose. Oh, fuck you. WCW. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <real>. yeah. <laughs> Dean Malenko versus Chris Jericho. Like, I mean, look, I'm talking about, I'm trying to watch technical wrestling. You show me this bullshit. And that, man, and I remember, that's what made me fall in love with WWE was because of Bret Hart. Because he was such a technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. The excellence of execution. execution. The best <laughs> the best and I'm like yo the pink and black attack you made pink cool yeah I wanted them fucking glasses man I wanted them bro. shades rob your ass that's why Wrestlemania 10 was so good they just fucked it up because the last match should have been Bret Hart versus Kevin I uh, about to call him Kevin Owens <laughs> Owen Hart for the championship belt I think I they should have did it where Bret won the title that night, I just remember earlier that that night, and then defended it yeah. against his brother. Well, because remember Owen's whole thing was I beat my brother, so I should be the champion. But I was gonna say, um, but they did nothing with I it. I wish after they would have just instead. I wish they would have just did a try because at the time I was just getting an ECW, mm-hmm. and I was like, you could do a three way match. Why can't you just do three people? Mm-hmm. But remember, WWF was so like three guys in the ring at the same. You can't do that. Like when the fuck not? Don't yeah. put them in there. Yeah. This is wrestling. Do whatever the fuck you want. Bro, this, this is a dead guy. This is a dead guy who gets out of caskets. You can't put three motherfuckers in the ring, but a dead guy can come out of caskets yeah. and shoot lightning and Dude, the fuck out of here. You got a big dude that got on a bodysuit. With muscles ripped yeah. in it. But you motherfuckers can't do three-way match. Who can't wrestle for shit? I don't even uh, think he lasted a year. There was a clown on my TV who squirted water in the motherfuckers' faces and shit. 
And you can't do it. <laughs> we can Yo. keep going. What was your promotion of the year? Dude, you talking about a, a person used to be able to take his hands, squeeze them together, and crush your head. That was a move that finished everything. Finished everything. Oh, I can't take it. The crush my brain. <laughs> Yo. Ah! God rest his soul, too. I think yeah, he died. He yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, man, it's just, yeah. Uh, we can move on, man. Right. No, well, yeah, yeah. Your promotion of the year? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's AEW. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't, there was no questions about that because it took WWE way too long to figure it out. Yeah. But they did figure it out. They figured out the production. I still don't kind of like their production. Because, like, when the interest music hit, you can barely hear it. I think it's just they got too much going on with all those screens and with shit this, like yeah. that and stuff. Um, but I get it because that's how you're getting fans engaged and watching and shit like that. So it's still pretty dope. But when AEW, I'm talking about it was either the first or second sh- It was either right out of the gate with the first show or it had to be the second show where they got it. They had no crowd. And they figured it out. And it was do- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did they have crowds. Wrestlers, they put wrestlers out there. But they put there. the wrestlers out there, which was smart. Yeah. It was like, and they have the wrestlers actually act like they're mm-hmm. watching a wrestling show. Yeah. They don't have to be super in character. Yeah. You could be, but you and, know what I mean? And it worked. Yeah. And it, and I was just like, oh, this shit, what they just did is the shit. And like you said, man, they second year, this could have been a sink or swim situation for them. And they figured that shit out and they figured it out right away. And that's the reason why they are the promotion of the year. Because nobody, as a matter of fact, they set the blueprint for the sports world. They really did. Because didn't New Japan start a New Japan Strong right after that? Mm-hmm. And they do it in like an empty little dojo yes. area. Oh, I will say this. ROH's production, if you haven't watched ROH's, um, after they've come back mm-hmm. from the hiatus of everything, is really, really good. Like, really yeah. good. With no crowd again, though. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody took the lead. And, and when they saw AEW and said, Oh, this is doable and enjoyable. Okay, we could do it. And everybody was afraid. And AEW was like, fuck it. What else are we going to do? Right. We got to produce TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, my bad. Tweet. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But, um, yeah. I mean, um, that, that's, that's all I had. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say before the end of the show or um, express. Uh, I think it was something wrestling related that I wanted to talk about but we can wait till the next podcast because if I can't remember we'll be I can't day. remember right <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever it is. it is what it is shit I mean um, but yeah I mean I just think that uh, oh manager of the year I wanted to I wanted to do that oh you wanted to do that yeah yeah because it's Paul Heyman okay I mean look I can't remember if it's the last show or the show before but when Roman Reigns looked at Paul and said, somebody doesn't appreciate me, go find out who don't appreciate me, yo. I was just like, yo, this motherfucker is so in character, yo. <laughs> and he's such an asshole. He's such a dick. But he's pointing out some real shit like, yo, somebody don't appreciate me. Because they don't understand I'm that guy. And you don't think that you need to run shit through me first before you just do some shit? And I beat this motherfucker twice in two nights? Nah. No, no. Like, I just beat him the night before. Mm-hmm. And then you going to make me have and a match with him? Yeah. Yeah. In a cage. cage. Yo, so that had to be two weeks ago. I can't remember. I smoked too much weed. But anyway, that shit was golden. Mm-hmm. And... To see the expression on Paul Heyman's face, to see what Paul Heyman is doing to help further this story with Roman Reigns. And honestly, I can't wait till they get Jimmy into this, too. That's what I can't wait for. They get Jimmy in this motherfucker. Man, I don't even care if they don't get Jimmy in there. If they don't, they need to get some more Joe in that motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about, look... Because Samoa Joe would probably be the best one to turn on, like, a Samoan, like, type bloodline-type feud and shit like that. But Paul Heyman is the manager of the year. What this dude is doing, I think, is what he did with Brock Lesnar. But now we get to see it every week. 
it ain't something where we just get tired of Brock Lesnar. He just coming every once in a while. And I think that's probably why Brock Lesnar didn't get the love that he probably could have gotten had he been a full-time wrestler mm-hmm. with this story. And now all they did was take what they did with Brock Lesnar and did it with Roman Reigns. But now it's an every week type of thing. And you know what else too? WWE recycled a storyline, recycled, recycled a gimmick and probably got past people. All they did with The Fiend was still Finn Balor's shit. That's all they did. Because if you rec- if you realize, because sometimes they just they just don't do it often. But he'll wrestle as Bray Wyatt. But for the most part, especially when it comes to pay per views, oh, yeah, he's, he's wrestling as the theme. Right. What what did they do with them? Same yeah, thing. He, he wrestled as Finn Balor. Finn Balor, but you but might he get turned the into this for the big the, match. Yeah. yeah. But he turned into the to the. Well, I don't like to call him Demon King. Just the but, demon. Yeah. Or just Finn Balor. Finn Balor. With pain. But he turned to Finn Balor, but at a heightened level, to a yeah. different level. I forgot how he used to explain it. But whatever. Um, I noticed that shit one day. I was, you know, smoking weed. Figure that out. Like, damn, they just kind of stole that. So we're never probably going to get the Demon King anymore. I just hated that they called him the Demon King. Just, just keep with Finn Balor. You know, Vince with branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. No, I like Vince, though. I, I think I'm always conflicted with Vince. Because there are times where I'm like, man, fuck this guy. I hate this guy. And then there's other times like, man, I fuck with you, Vince, yo. Because, like, sometimes I would say this about Vince McMahon. He's never going to ask you. And this is what I do love about him. He's never going to ask you to do something that he wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. That's the dopest shit about Vince McMahon. That I would say, though, that out of all my criticisms of Vince McMahon, the one thing I will always say, though, he would never ask you to do something that he wouldn't do himself. This motherfucker really was about to do a storyline where he got his daughter pregnant. Like, he was, this is legit. Yeah, that's crazy. Stephanie McMahon talks about this and says, because this was when she had got pregnant or whatever, and she was like, no, like, we're not doing that. And then he was like, well, what about with your brother? And she was like, no, I'm not doing any incestual fucking storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she had to, she's like, that was, she said, I don't never tell, she said, I don't tell my dad often, uh, tell my dad no often. But these was those times where I was like, no, I got to tell you no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, that's it for this week's The um, Raw, Bad, and Ugly. Be sure to check out 1515 Ave and all other content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast platform you choose to use. My fault, I think it's actually iTunes, uh, Apple Music. Um, but uh, you can find it us is, on all those. It's Google Podcasts now. Is it Google Podcasts? Yep. Oh, okay. And, because and, uh, of the switch to YouTube music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Google Podcasts, uh, you can... Just type in 1515 and you'll find a podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slurring the Truth. I like how they did that. Yeah. Though. It's a nice play on words because it's almost like blurring, blurring the lines. So it's like blurring the truth. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you go to the Facebook page Slurring. for Equal Opposites, you can get more information about the Patreon. Is that how you yeah, pronounce yeah, Patreon. that? That they're going to start up. I believe it's like there's tiers to it with exclusive content. They're going to start it soon. John's got a whole bunch of information on that. Um, for those of you that listen to Equal Opposites, check that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with that said, it's your favorite tag team partners, me, Store the Pearl. It's Miller. By the way, click on the Amazon uh, banner, oh, banner go support the site. We greatly appreciate it. And with that said, it's me, Store the Pearl. He it's already Miller. said it's Miller. We out. Motherfucker. Was that on there? Ha, ha, ha.